Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Questions on your radio Giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast Five questions for the win Supercars on the line 0800 150 811 you're mine it's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most. It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go-go. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Let's rock oh, it. boy. Wow, what? The things you make me do, Louis Hizzle. What? <laughs> anyway. Oh, Adelha's she's got a hand covering her eyes, her ears and everything. Anyway. No, loved it was it. great. Loved it. it was great. I thought, Iconic. I saw everyone's inner choreographer come out. <laughs> I, I felt it deep within. It was oh. wonderful, Izzy. You should do that again. We might be banned from New Zealand Music Month. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry to actual, all you actual artists out there, but I gave it a good go. Yeah, oh, anyway, let's go to Mark. Is. Let's get Mark up. Mark, morning, Mark. Morning, boys. How are you? <laughs> oh, good, good, Mark. Good, Mark. He just, just trying to pick it up from here. But anyway, mate, we're up into it, eh? Giving you the chance to go to the Gold Coast. Question number one. How many Olympic gold medals has Sir Mo Farah won? Uh, six. No, sorry, Mark. Not six. It's 
not uncle's favourite number. Have a good day, brother. Brett from Huntley. Morena, Brett. Oh, Oi. Morena, brother. <laughs> you must be a big ACDC fan, eh, Brett? <laughs> I, I was I, I freestyled at the end and I thought it might be good it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, brother. How many Olympic gold medals has Samo Farah won? Four. Yes, four is correct. Question number two. Which IPL franchise does Trent Bolt play for? Uh, Oh, that's who Ben beat the other day, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, Early in the week. Rajasthan Royals. Yes, that is correct. Yes, that is correct. Well done. <laughs> Question number three. Which team sits bottom of the ANZ Premiership? Oh, that Five, would be four, four, three. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm fire. I'm fire. <laughs> Brett from Huntley, he wants to come with me. It's not by much. You want to come with me? I know, I know it's not by much. You want to <laughs> Here we go. Are you going to come? Question. <laughs> yeah, I'll come with you. I'll sit next well, to you, like brother. That's us. <laughs> 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 he, he loves a free trip. Great. <laughs> Huntley. That's us. We'll get tight. Don't worry. Question number four. How many, champ- <laughs> How many Champion League's titles has Real Madrid won? Oh, the most ever. Uh, we'll stab at that one. Oh, the most ever. Oh, eight. Oh. Oh. Ooh. No. See, you don't want to come because I'm going. You're not going, Brett. Never Good luck ever tomorrow. use a phone a friend. <laughs> Good luck, brother. Cheers, Hunk. Go to Dylan in Otago. Morning, Digger. Dylan. Morning, boys. Morning, Dylan. How many Champion League titles has Real Madrid won? It's the most ever. 13. Cool, great guess. <laughs> <laughs> good, good work. Question number five. Come on. In 1997, Christian Cullen scored a hat trick of tries to bring his tally to staggering 21 and 21 tests. Which team did he score the hat trick of tries against? Five, four. Uh, can I phone a friend? Three. Moby Dick. Moby Five, four. No more. Three, two. One. Bye. Sorry, Dylan. Ed. We're going to go to Ed and Tolaga. Morning, Ed. Kia ora, brothers. Kia ora. Kia ora. Was it Ireland? <laughs> oh, no. No, it wasn't Ireland, Ed. Sorry. Close. <laughs> Good luck tomorrow. We're going to go to Damon and Palmy. How we going, lads? Hey, Damon. Good. We're very good. Who was it? Which team? Um, was Wales a no before? No. <laughs> oh, Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Wales is correct. Damon, you're going in the draw to come over to Goldie with me, mate. How good? Mate, that'd be awesome. I tell you what, is he? Uh, you gave me one of my best nights down in Wellington. We had a uh, 
Uh, there was about four oh, months oh. out. <laughs> 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 we always, no, no, we, I wasn't with you. I wasn't with you. We went down and watched an All Black test, and we uh, we all picked the first try scorer, and the three other boys went for Ben Smith. I took you, and it was against Wales. And I think we're about 20 minutes in. We hadn't scored. We were hot on attack just outside the 22. You chimed in at fullback. Bender was on the wing, and the boys were, yeah. he, he was unmarked. And uh, they were yep. already lining up at the tote, and then you did the show and go, mate, and just went over by yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember, was, that uh, was my f- 50th test. That was my 50th test in 2016. I remember that. And I, 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 was, I was thinking, Ben was outside of me. I was like, nah, you, told, you saw my World Cup. <laughs> 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 no, I remember mate, that, Damon. Thank you. Me, you won me 200 in, uh, in, a, in a big hangover and a slow drive back to Palmy the next day. <laughs> oh, the man, awesome. the Legend. man, David, great yarns, <laughs> mate. That is awesome. Israel Dag in his prime, just whacking Bender. No thank you. Uh, well done as well. You're heading to the Goldie, potentially with Daggy. If you win Quizzy Dag, of course, you go into the draw to go to the Gold Coast 500. It is one of the supreme supercar events well done, Izzy. TNT, you are dynamite, mate. You're on fire. We'll be back to wrap up the hour after this. Any more memories of Izzy Dag burning Ben Smith? Send them through. Double eight, double three. We'd love to. We would love to see them all here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're going to talk some cricket, and then after that, we're going to talk some rugby with Joe Moody. He's about to go into surgery, but cricket is at the forefront of our minds right now. Live here on SCNZ, all the coverage. We're bringing you the English tour live here on SCNZ. Adam Collins. Former uh, New Zealand captain Jeremy Coney, BBC commentator Daniel Norcross, English broadcaster Nikesh Rugani, and ex-Black Cat Craig McMillan will be calling all the action live here on SCNZ. So well done to Craig Hutchinson and the SCNZ team for bringing you and showing our commitment to sport in New Zealand. Coming up, we're going to talk to Michael Bracewell. He is part of that squad that is going to go over to England and take on the English team with a new captain, Ben Stokes. Yesterday, we announced that the very exciting news SCNZ will live commentaries for the Black Cat Test Tour. There are some new faces in the squad. Michael Bracewell, Blair Tickner, one of the new teams. They've had a taste of it against Net- Netherlands. Now they're going to go for a tour over to England and taste, uh, take on the big guns in their own backyard. Lords, doesn't get any bigger than that. Michael's on the line now with us out of the UK. Morning, Michael. Hey there, Michael. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yep. Got you now, mate. Got you now. Uh, how, how are you, bud? How's the UK uh, at the moment? Yeah, it's pretty cold, but um, yeah, rip managing to wrap up and um, yeah, just getting really excited for this tour now. Yeah, mate. So pretty exciting news uh, that the squad's just been announced. A couple of new faces that have had a bit of taste in New Zealand, but about to go embark on the tour. What's the one, what are the challenges that await with you being over in the UK now, and, and what are the, some of the things that you've learnt playing a bit of cricket over there? Yeah, um, I think obviously the Duke ball is a bit of a different challenge, um, coming to mm. England and playing in, in their uh, home conditions. They're pretty well, well used to facing that swinging ball, so that'll be something that we'll yeah. have to adjust to as a, as a side, but other than that, the the climate's pretty similar to to New Zealand early summer. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can get over here and get underway in those uh, warm up games. 
Hey, Michael, mm. congratulations. Um, we, talk, we talked yesterday, actually, on our show a little bit about the um, maturing of players and how long it takes some players to, to break into uh, first-class football, uh, rugby league, rugby union, uh, and yourself <laughs> into cricket. What what do you, what do you, what does it feel like, mate? How do you feel um, now that you've cracked it and and looking forward to especially playing against the English? Yeah, it's it's obviously a pretty uh, exciting time in my career. Um, we're having worked for sort of eleven years to get to this point. Um, it's pretty it's pretty cool to say that I've that I've now been selected in a test squad. But I think that's where that's where it sort of starts. You don't want to just just have one game or anything like that. You want to you want to start winning games for your country, so I think that's that's where my focus has shifted now is to actually, yeah, having some meaning contribu- uh, meaningful contributions to, I guess, first of all playing a test match, but then uh, winning test matches as well. Mate, have you pictured yourself standing out there at Lords um, and the national anthem? You know, you're, you're mm. sitting in the bathroom before you before you're heading to that that test match and you're, you're singing it to yourself and 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 have you thought about the 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 journey getting there what how how much your parents think about it and all your mates and all of us watching it have you have you spent some time just to think think about that and soak that in yeah well I was actually fortunate enough to my first year out of school I went over and um, played for the MCC young cricketers who are based out of Lords so I'm actually pretty familiar with the ground I've played a couple of games on there and I think when when I was there, I sort of visualised that, and that was yeah many moons ago now. But yeah, to be able to say that um, I potentially have a have a test debut there is is pretty exciting, and yeah, it's it's something that you you always sort of catch yourself daydreaming about every now and again. But yeah, it feels a little bit closer than ever at the moment. Awesome, and hey, uh, we've been pretty vocal been pretty vocal on the show about the black caps and they've had so much success as of late not in all formats uh they've been very mm. very successful but for you as a, as a you're not a young guy but you, you know you're, you're a new guy in the environment you've you've got a lot of experience in the um, provincial game but one thing that you've noticed about going into this black caps environment what is the one thing that stands out for you to that really pinpoints why this team's so successful yeah i think for me it was just i was amazed at how welcoming they were as a group um, mm. And I think traditionally cricket was was a little bit of that um, individual game wrapped up in a team sport. And I played a bit of rugby growing up, and I always really relished that um, rugby culture of everyone in it together and things like that. And I think that's probably the thing that stood out for me in that Black Caps environment at the moment is it's it's pretty unlike other cricket teams that I've been a part of. Whereas you go in there and it, it seems like they everyone's just putting the team first and and really buying into that culture which i i think it's no no reason uh, no secret to the success that they've had that they've really tried to put the team first and and play for each other which is which is pretty exciting beautiful and, and what about the um the whole makeup of the squad i'm going through the squad now so you've got some old faces that are going to be a part of it, but you've got some new new guys coming through. You've got Blair Tickner, who has uh, played a wee bit. He's playing for the Central Stags. Uh, you've got Cameron Fletcher from Canterbury. He's doing great things in the game. You've got Jacob Duffy, who's had a had a, a bit of a taste at the top level before. He's showing some great signs. So for the new guys, what, what is it? What is it? What is your role when you make a squad like the Black Caps? Do you, 
you know, what what's sort of a role that you'll be leading when you when you get an opportunity to to be a part of the team or you know, do you have any are you on music committee or is there any <laughs> committees that you have to be a part of? You know, are you cleaning the boots or anything like that? What do the new guys do? Yeah, I'm not I'm not actually sure to be honest. I've never been part of a a tour overseas. So I guess you just do what you're told as uh, being a new fella to the group, you just gotta yeah, just just hopefully not mess up too much and forget your passport or something like that. So, yeah, I'll, I'll just be keeping my head down, to be honest, and and trying to go unnoticed, probably. No, you won't go unnoticed, I'll tell you that now. You probably, mate, one of them, get the music <laughs> yeah, committee because that's a good one, right? Yeah. A, mate, I, I just want to know a little bit about how are the English taken to a Kiwi um, captaining their team and young Benny Stokes? Yeah, it's, I, I actually haven't seen too much of the news about it, but for, for, from the little bit that I have seen, they, everyone seems to be getting in behind them, all the um, English senior players and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a tough time for them over the last couple of months. So, um, I'm sure w- with with that change will come a bit of a refreshment around their team, and um, I'm sure they'll be rearing to go uh, come that first test in, at Lords. Beautiful, beautiful. We'll let you go, Michael. We appreciate you coming on the show. Good luck for the upcoming test series against the English. We'll be watching with interest, and no doubt we'll get you back on the show, mate. Appreciate your time. Take care and awesome. all the best. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers. Thanks for having me. There he is, Michael Bracewell, all-rounder, part of the Firebirds. He's been given a chance now to go over. He's made the squad. Now he's going to make the team and uh, put in some good performances. They're up against it. They're up against a wounded English side over in England, and uh, we know the history that goes on at Lords. You spoke about it there, Kempe. What a that is the home of cricket. I've never been to Lords. Have you been to Lords, Kempe? Uh, yeah, I have. I've, um, mate, I actually well, I played at Leeds, which is Headingley, um, the, cr- uh, the cricket ground, and watched a f- yep. number of test matches there um, when I was a player over there for, for seven years. So, mate, really interesting. You know, 11 years, 11 years. Did you pick that mm. up? You know, imagine. Because I remember, as I asked the question, I remember standing in front of the mirror, always singing the national anthem, going, man, I can't wait to stand out there on the football field and, and do this, you know, listen to that and do the haka. And um, after talking about it yesterday, taking players a little bit longer to mature, oh, mate, over the moon that he's in the side. What a, what a, mm. what a bit of resilience he showed. Yeah, and yeah. he and he also made the key point. He's such a long way to go for him, though. Like he he's in the squad now, but he doesn't want to be that guy that played one test or even yeah. make the squad and not play a test. So how do you solidify yourself? And Izzy, this is where this Black Cap squad, the one word we have used constantly over the last decade, is depth. So it's so mm. hard to break into that team. Gone are the days that you know, the flux in the middle order. You might see some players some tour, some players another tour. If it is that, it's because we're actually watching players' workloads. For the most part, these guys are all performing so consistently. So I don't really know where I see Michael Bracewell fitting into that side. I'm not sure exactly how he would break into it. But if he does, it sounds like he's in the right place to take his opportunity and not get kicked back out. He's going to have a chance because uh, the start of the tour collides with... um it collides with the IPL, yes. so there's going to be an opportunity for these younger guys to get a real uh, a chance to, you know, give the selectors some something to think about, and, and that's where it all starts. So if they put in those good performances and those warm up games to say that they are ready to take on the take it to the next level, those guys will do it. You got AJ's Patel, and it's great to see AJ's Patel coming back into the fold. You know, we know what he did over in India, teamwork at bag. 
you know, only a handful have ever done that ever, and then we've never seen him. Obviously, he had a few injury little nickels that he had to get through, but great to see AJ's coming back into the fold, taking up that senior spinner role, and um, yeah, they've got some depth, Louis. They've got depth, and that's the great thing about New Zealand cricket. And we didn't ask the question about pathways, but I'm pretty sure that New Zealand pathways with the cricket, they've got a good format, they've got good competitions, solid competitions, and uh, that's been a, a big you know, way that reason why that they've been able to go and take it to the next level on the international scene. Yeah, bang on, Izzy. Uh, the pathways of New Zealand cricket, they've, they've forged and they've done a really, really good job. It's quarter past seven this morning. Uh, here with Chemist Warehouse, of course, great savings every day. 0800 150 811. After this... We're going to react and get Kempe's reaction in particular to the news that, well, it was more of a declaration than anything, that Reese Walsh is seeing out his Warriors contract. You heard it, well, yesterday first. He came out, front-footed it. He's not going anywhere. 0800 150 811. As a Warriors fan, how does that make you feel? Was it relief? Was it a weight off your shoulder? Give us a call, you Warriors Cyclopses, and let us know, do you believe him? That's what I want to hear. Do you believe him and do you feel much, much better now knowing that Reese Walsh and his manager are very confident that they will see out their contract? We're going to talk that after this. Again, here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Talk to you soon. Yes, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. SCNZ. Now we're going to talk a bit about rugby union. The one and only Joe Moody. He's a hard man to track down. He's on the farm. He's probably been up nice and early putting the covers on the horses getting the tractor nice and warm to go put some fencing in. He does it all. He's a multi-talented man, is our Joe Moody. He's coming back from a... Well, he isn't coming back. He's got surgery tomorrow on his ACL. He's out for six months. It's unfortunate, as the, the All Blacks and the Crusaders would love his services right now, but he's out. He's going to surgery tomorrow. He's on the phone right now. Joe Moody. Morning, brother. Good morning, Izzy. That's a hell of an intro for me, mate. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Great to have you on the show, mate. I, I hit you up yesterday and I said, can you come on? You said, oh, what about 8.30? And I said, 8.30? You're a farmer, mate. You're on a life sentence block like me. You'll be up at 5 a.m. Surely you've been out in the battle, really. Mate, like I said to you yesterday, today's my day off. So uh, I was actually, I was enjoying a wee sleep in and I'm, I'm not long out of the pit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough, mate, fair enough We won't hold you for too long But Joey, I know you um, had an unfortunate event Not so long ago the, the devastating news You're out for six months with the ACL How's it going, mate? How's the knee? And, uh, you know, you're heading into surgery tomorrow Yeah, well, I wish it was only six months, is it? But it's actually uh, eight to nine months Just the rehab for that So, oh. um, yeah, it is what it is uh, like you said, I've got surgery tomorrow. Um, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it, really. Just get in there, get it done, and um, then sort of start on the road to recovery and get, getting back right, I guess. So, um, yeah, I, I know there's not really any good time to have this sort of thing, but I suppose mm. as far as timing goes, it, it's probably pretty good. Uh, get it out of the way now and then uh, come back into next season humming for, you know, Pretty pretty big things on big jobs on next year, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they'll be excited to get you back, mate. What, what are you going to get up to? Obviously, you have got a bit of rehab. You'll be pretty slow at the start of it, but once you get moving, you'll be able to do some things. So, what does Joe Moody do? You know, to fulfil his time, obviously away from the farm. You, you got anything you can get out to? And I know you enjoy your hunting because I have got Chris, your brother-in-law here. He's tell, he told me to talk to him about hunting. He loves guns. 
<laughs> yeah, um, I've got a few projects lined up actually to keep me busy for part of it. It's probably not going to keep me busy for eight to nine months, but um, yeah, yeah, I've got a few jobs to keep me going once, once I get somewhat mobile. Anyway, uh, yeah, on the gun front, I've got a new gun that I've built and or had built, uh, so I've got to do a bit of load development, build up a load for that, get that sorted. Um, nice. Got a bit of tractor work. I've got a, got some uh, water pipe to put in for some troughs for my cows. Um, got another fence line to do. Um, you know, I've got a couple of wee projects, building projects. It's a whole. Sorry. Oh, the pipes for the irrigation. Are they on top of the ground or under the ground? Nah, under the ground, mate. Use the use the mole plough. Do it properly. Hey, talk, talk, <laughs> talking about guns, I've got a couple of cannons you can borrow. Um, Joe, just just you know, that's where the. <laughs> That's where the brain, you know, the front rows where all the brain surgeons and the heart surgeons are, the the, the scientists. Just tell us your take on the uh, the All Blacks this year and and where you see them as far as uh, the end of year uh, tour. Are they are they competitive or you know what what's your thoughts on the All Black team this year? Um, I think after after last season and everything with a couple of results and that not going our way, I think. Uh, mm. I think AB's we've got a lot to got a lot to prove this year, so um, I think you'll see a highly motivated side as far as the uh, players and management go, and uh, I honestly, I think they'll put in some pretty good performances this season as, as we really need to to uh, you know shut up a few critics and pr- prove a point, I suppose. What what about the role uh, moves that you've seen the the, the evolve? the involvement of, of the prop, the modern-day prop being so skillful, mobile. Do you think the role this year will potentially change with the way that France and England play? They play a real direct, embrasive kind of game. Will you see the role of, of kind of the front row style changing uh, with, with the game plan style of, that the All Blacks will be trying to instill? Uh, yeah, I think there will be a little bit, to be honest. Um, it was already trying to get drilled into us, I suppose, since, well... Hmm. Probably since 2019, I guess, uh, with the coaches just trying to get uh, all the props on another level as far as fitness and everything goes to be more mobile, uh, be more active and dominant through our, through our ball carries, through our tackle and just all around the field really just being, being more active and, uh, yeah, and, and everything we do, I suppose. Hey, Moods, just tell me, you know, you guys know better than anybody because you're sitting there next to them. Who's the bolter? Who's the bolter front rower or hooker coming in this year? Oh, that's a very good question. <laughs> um, well, I'm put on the spot a little bit here. I'm not really too sure, to be honest. I know you've got that Blues uh, hooker, Kurt Eklund. Uh, he seems to be scoring lots of tries. I'm not too sure how he's been going around the park, but. You know, I suppose there's potential for him in the hooker, hooker role. Um, I know Samasoni, um, he was going good in the opportunities he was given last season as well. Mm. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, Samasoni, he, he could be a, a real good one to watch, to be honest. He's, yeah, he's got a lot of potential. Um, on the propping what side of things, sorry, what was that? Sorry, I was just going to ask you about Fletcher Newell because oh, you're probably going to touch on him. He's been in the Crusaders. How does he? How's he going, mate? Are you pretty impressed with how he's been able to transition to the into the Crusaders? Yeah, mate, he's uh, he's only a young fella, but um, no, nah, he's mm. he's been doing everything right in the environment. Um, yeah, 
he's yeah getting around the park. He's uh, strong at set piece. Um, mm. Yeah, he he's ticking all the boxes. I suppose it's just I don't, I don't know what uh, what what the coaches exactly are going to be looking for in, in that role. But um, mm. yeah, he's he's putting his hand up for everything that he can. That well, doing everything right, he can do anyway. Well, I'm pretty sure they'll be asking uh, Joe Moody for his advice, mate. You've played over, what, 60 or 70-odd tests, mate. You've been there and done it all. So uh, we appreciate you coming on the show, Joe Moody, mate. You're an outstanding man. All the best with the surgery tomorrow and your recovery and, and enjoy the time off. Like you said, it's not very often you get a 6 months break. You know, you look at the negatives of it, but you've got a positive ahead of you, mate. You get a time away with the family. So enjoy it and uh, all the best, brother. <laughs> Cheers, Dougie. Thanks for having me on, mate. Awesome. There is Joe Moody. You asked him the bolters, eh? That's a question. He was like, oh, okay. Who am I going to say that's going to bolt? Oh, he, Kurt gave, he gave up he a couple. On Kurt. Yeah, he gave up a yeah, couple, he did. mate. Kurt Eklund. You know, those front mm. rowers, they um, they don't mince their words, eh? I don't know. Like in rugby league's the same thing, too, is he? So good to get that out of him. Mm. And oh, it was quite good to hear. Sorry, sorry, Louis. Sorry, brother. Uh, it was quite good to hear um, him talk about the involvement of the prop. Obviously, in 2019, they've been told, you know, like where they need to be, mobile, more active in their defence, more aggression in their um, carries, and kind of really nailed it. And that's what Ken Laban was kind of talking about when he came on the show, just need to be a bit more physical in our front row, and that's what I was trying to lead him into. So it was good to get that gravy from him. Yeah, and I thought, Izzy, you, you made the telling point. Like, no matter what, the All Blacks will want to be watching his rehab so carefully because he's just got the wealth of experience in the front row. Yeah, mm. he has done it all. And um, hopefully a really quick recovery for one of our strongest front rowers. Joe Moody, there you go. If you're just tuning in now, head to Baz and Izzy for breakfast, our podcast channels. You can catch up with that. After this, we've got a couple of texts to get to before the end of the hour. Remember, double eight, double three. You, uh, we want to know. What's your mum's favourite Kiwi song? We've got a fragrance from the Chemist Warehouse to give you for Mother's Day. Your mum, a mum in your life. It's New Zealand Music Month. We're asking you, what's your mum or a mum in your life's favourite Kiwi track? We're going to talk New Zealand Music Month up after 8 o'clock as well. Back with your texts after this. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Celebration of New Zealand Music Month. Te Maramapu Oro o Aotearoa. Today joined by the legendary King Kapisi. King Kapisi, he's in the house, known as Boo Urali. Yeah, that is his banger, mate. I was just having a little read of his accolades. He's the first New Zealand hip-hop artist in New Zealand to receive the prestigious Silver Scroll Award at the APRA Awards for Songwriter of the Year for his single, Reverse Resistance, in 1999. He's an absolute champion. He's on the show for the next hour. King Kapisi, morena. Morena, talo for love, kia ora My law family, how are you guys doing out there? It's nice to be here. <laughs> yes. We're doing good, man. Super Thanks good so much for joining here. us on the show. Thank you for having me, fam. We know you. Uh, we know your act. We know how good you are in the in the music world, but we know you're a sports fan too. We're a sports show, so, mate. Thank you for joining us. What have you been up to? Well, randomly, brother, I I probably am one of the only musos that have their own sports show. 
So I've yeah. got a, a basketball show called Hoops of Life. Uh, we've probably done 38 interviews over the last year and a half with tall blacks, tall ferns, breakers, national coaches, Piero Cameron, Jody Cameron. You know, and basically because I'm, I'm a hooper and I've been hooping for a long time. So so um, I'm out there to, to spread the good word about basketball, but also about trying to keep fit and doing your thing. <laughs> how good, how good. So you'll be up and about with the NBL, the Sal's NBL with... Uh Spoken about it on our show. It's just starting, and now we we got Otago Nuggets, SCNZ, a part of that yep. organization and part of their journey. Um, so, mate, awesome things that you're doing. But we spoke about earlier a song that reminds you of Mum. Surely you've got a song that your Mum used to sing, or you know something that brings back memories. Does it have to be a Kiwi song? Nah, anything. Oh, so uh, oh, anything. Oh, probably like you know when I guess dear mama from Tupac. That's probably the one that you yeah. know. And and randomly shout out to all the uh, to the dads and the uh, the, the children that uh, uh, celebrated uh, Mother's Day on uh, last Sunday because that's what I did. I had I was one week out, <laughs> <laughs> so my wife yeah. goes, "Well, I get two Mother's Day." So yes, you do love. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, it's um, New Zealand Music Month, uh, Caps, and uh, it's something that I think there's always been a lot of synergy, Kempi, between sport, entertainment, uh, production, music, and that kind of entertainment business. Mm. So I, I couldn't think of a better artist to kick off our series, and we're going to try to catch up with a few than yourself yes. because you kind of amalgamate all those. You're like the melting pot for everything cultural touchstone in New Zealand, I think, anyway. Well, brother, you know what I mean? Like, uh, um, I'm six foot three, I, you know, I run uh, sprints, I high jump, I, you know, play basketball. Probably about three, four years ago, I'm, a, I'm an old fella now, but I could dunk three years ago before, uh, you know, like, uh, so, you know, I'm an athlete, I nearly played for Samoa, you know, that type of thing. Um, but, um, you know, just, I think over, over our lives, you know, with the music thing, we always talk about the music, and it's New Zealand Music Month. But honestly, I go one month is that all? You know, like just let's mm. be honest here. Let's talk about it. New Zealand Music Month. You know what? And I go, well, can't we have a New Zealand Music Year or a couple of years? And it's just that whole, oh, you know, we have to, you know, um, stick to whatever guidelines. But as a muso, I still believe that just there's not enough push for New Zealand music. That's just me being honest. You know, we want honesty on the show, right? Oh yeah. Hey, Caps, yeah, Kempi here. Yeah. Love it, <laughs> mate. Caps, just tell us about the the journey with sport and and of course music and where that's taking you. I know that you've just written a, a song for us at the Auckland rugby league and you've uh, written one um, or got one and writing down there for the hurricanes so hurricanes just take us on your journey at the moment connecting uh, music and sport yeah fams I mean like for me there's probably there are a lot of uh, musos that are into sports and they might play sports but they don't go out and promote sports and that's probably the difference between me and most most people that are out there uh, being a muso and being a hooper for me is basically the same thing and I, I promote music like I, I promote basketball and I'm a big believer in is that when uh, we, when I was a, a kid uh, New Zealand just sorry just music and, and sports basketball stopped me from doing silly stuff. And so I'm a big advocate for for making sure that our next uh, you know bunch of, of generation of youth that's what they do because you know um, what else are we going to go out there and do other than try and promote goodness? Hey King, uh, oh, oh, at the start of that, I love what you're hearing uh, saying there, mate, and, and you're bringing the passion. At the start of the show, I spoke about uh, music in New Zealand and, and musicians that have so much talent, and, and there's a lot of. Uh, musicians here that never really get elevated to where we yes. want them to be. Yeah. Do you think there's enough being done, or what can we do better in New Zealand to be able to elevate our musician, our big bands, to 
maybe get out in the big world and get that exposure that we're after? Well, probably because I've been doing like around the world, played over the States, played over at Glastonbury, mm. played some of the biggest you know festivals in the world. Uh, there's only a couple of like bands, probably 10, 15 bands from Aotearoa that actually tour regularly around the world. And and to be honest, yeah. honest, there's not that many musos that can actually make a, a living just off music. There's probably whoa, 15 bands and, and, and that's a lot of, mm. you know, that's uh, stuff of bands realistically when it comes down to being able to make a, a living just out of music. Most of us either have to wash dishes, do other jobs, you know, clean or do whatever we have to do to make that music. But it's like, uh, you know, it's like sports. We're passionate about it. And the one thing that I've, I've found that if you if you keep true to your goal, uh, at some stage, potentially, you might be able to travel around the world. So I've been a representative for, you know, South Pacific, New Zealand, Aotearoa, Samoa, music around the world. And I sort of call myself, I'm like an all black of music. So when, when other people mm. go, what do you do, bro? I'm like, bro, I'm like the one benchmark. of the... Well, I'm one of the, you know, I think, you know, it's no, it's useless me saying that I'm not good. Like, you know, I, I want to yeah. be like, when yeah. I was younger, I wanted to be like be like Neil Finn and Dave Dobbin. So, you know, they were, they, <laughs> they were our dudes when we were growing mm. up, right? And I said to yeah. my brother, Shay Fu, I said, Shay, when we're older, we're going to be the Neil Finn and the Dave Dobbin of the next generation. And sort of it's worked. So uh, we've still got work to do. You know, we still... The crazy thing is for me, bro, is that when we jump on stage, mm. we still kill those those crowds. Like, you know, we rip those stages. And a lot of, because it's hip-hop music, our buzz is to get them up and get them rowdy and go, Rawr! where other music uh, musicians are probably, let's just sit down and listen to a nice tune and sit back and drink <laughs> a glass of wine. But within the hip-hop scene and the reggae scene, it's not about that. It's about getting people in. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a true believer in it is that, they pay for their money to get in. You rock them all the way till they yeah. leave. Yeah, mm. love it. Entertainment. And so, so uh, mate, I, I love it. And and one another question I want to ask you is: Is it a small market thing? Is it something because we've got such a small market, we don't have the big numbers probably watching us, or is it a mindset thing because we come from down under, we're in our little bubble that potentially artists and bands probably don't have the confidence to go try new things, so they get stuck in their own certain ways. And they don't want to break that cycle. Think, is that do you reckon that's part of it? I think for me, bro, because I got signed to a to a, a smaller label, a festival of Mushroom. Then that got eaten up and got eaten up by Warner Music. So that became a, a bigger, you know, sort of beast. And mm. um, I released three albums here, but also I released three albums in Australia. So I'm well known here, but I'm also well known in Australia as well. And you know, I guess other times mm. we've we've taught around the rest of the world as well. So yeah, you're well known around the world. We we all know that. Me and you know that. Hey, we've often sat down. Me and you talked about the yep. social implications for our Fano mm. um, being Maori, being Pacifica. Yes, brother. Um, just tell t- tell me a little bit about you know, as he uses that word elevate. Mm. What, what do you, what do you think using music and sport? How does that elevate our communities? For me, it's like I've got a, 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 a event. It's called Elevated Family Park Jam. And basically, my wife came up with a word. She, she was like, elevated. I was like, great. And um, through the last maybe three, four, five years, me and my wife and our small team, we've served up to 23, 24, 25,000 people just by ourselves. And I don't think that's normal. No, so, you know, it's not. Well, it's, it is to me. So I go, well, this is what we're here to do. We're here on this earth. I'm good at music and I'm good at doing some other things. So I might as well rock that till the wheels fall off. But um, for me, that I've I've always been a reluctant role model. I didn't want to be a, a, a role model, but I ended up being one. So the whole buzz is for me is that I've I've been really lucky. My parents were still together, they were, you know, their whole lives, and I had a good family base. And I've been able to work from that base just to be able to go out and try and do good work out there for our communities because I give a damn. 
probably a lot of people like when in mm. the daytime they just go to work and they just do their job they come back watch some TV have some dinner go sleep but that's not me I'm sort of like well I've got more energy to go out and do some other good stuff and we're going to go out and serve the community so you know I've, I've been able to serve nations I was on this call with you know this music group around the, the Pacific and there was like 43 Pacific Islands and all of them jumped on and said King Kapisi you have been an inspiration to our music and I was like damn like when I was writing all these songs 25 years ago up till now I never knew that it was going to work you know you never know you just give it a blast and you go but after 25 30 years of making music I go damn those songs that I made actually worked and they've gone around the world They've been able to pay my family, you know, I mean, feed my family, all of that stuff, and I, I can still do it right now. We've got King Kapisi in studio with us. It's New Zealand Music Salute. Month. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Throughout the whole hour, I'm almost certain Caps would love to hear from you and field any questions uh, you've got about his career, professional, personal life, and you, you talking about the Pacific Island and what you've meant, like that representation. Mm. And you said that you didn't really know if it was going to work. When did it start to dawn on you that you were kind of a beacon or you were that person for these people? I don't know, it was just randomly, you know, uh, just getting out there and doing gigs and and just being, you know, like uh, also fans, like um, I randomly walked into Farmers, right? I had a CD of my first album, then I had a picture of five T-shirts. Then I walked out with a, you know, $40,000 order and I had to go and make T-shirts. So there's not many other artists that have gone out there and had a clothing label in Farmers in a department store. I've had my sneaker. I've made everything other than yeah. socks and undies. So, so you know, so like I've, I've, done, I've done heaps. But the, the, the thing is for me, bro, is that I've had the chance to be able to make an impact and I might have 15, 20 years left on my life, right? But I'm going to make a damn good impact, you know, until I die. Making a difference. Make Caps. a big difference, bro. Make it a blast. You're making it. You're making a big difference. Fonganui Atara, your yes. home. Pornika from uh, Wellington, Pornike. Island Bay, Lyle Bay, uh, Newtown boy. Used to run the sidelines. I hear for Murray Mixted, uh, Bernie Fraser, and Stu Wilson. Ta- ta- take us through a little bit of that <laughs> down in Pornika. I was, I was, uh, I was the uh, ball boy <laughs> at Athletic Park. Oh wow! And so I was able to see, you know, Bernie's corner, watch Stu Wilson do his thing, and you know, I was there for the All Black Games when they were like, you know, I was the dude when they kicked the ball out. I had to go chase the ball. And so, you know, we still had boots on and, and I was like, oh, mate, sometimes they got, you know, kicked far away. But randomly, they used to pay us just a little bit and in lamingtons. So, you know, I'm, I'm a sweet tooth. I was like, you know, at the end of the game, I was like, yeah, where's the case? Where's the case, mate? And then uh, sometimes they just gave us some pies and I was like, where's the lamingtons? <laughs> Oh, and, so and, and can't just talk about rug, uh, rugby and athletic park. You also um, ran around for Eastern Suburbs with um, Fetu and Fata Henry. Yes. So the shout out to the Henry Fano and shout out to the female clan. So um, randomly, I'm a basketballer, right? And I had a game for the a uh, couple of games for the Eastern Suburbs, and I didn't know how to play. Okay, cool. Watched it heaps. Didn't know how to play. So I got the ball first time, ran it up, got hit, landed on the ground. And my cousins were just <laughs> laughing at this on the side. I was like, and they were like, run lower, run lower. And, and my brain was like, run lower, run lower. And I'll tell you this other crazy thing is like this uh, this dude ran at me. We're on the their 20, uh, uh, you know, defense line. And he ran at me and uh, I, I tackled him. But he was on my shoulder and I, I, I stood up and he was on my shoulder and we're on their, their 20, and I didn't know what to do, so I just ran with him for 20, for 20 metres all the way to the try line, and then some of them were like, put him down, put him down. And then I was like, okay, and so I put him down, but how, I, I don't know the rules. I was like, does that work? I was, you know, useless. So, you know, that's George, a trying to George play rugby North league. did it, mate. George North did it. 
George North did it to Israel Folau over in Australia in a test match, mate. So that's legal. You'll be I, right. Oh, yeah, I didn't You'll know the fine. rules, bro. But then someone said, bro, you know how to play bull rush? I said, I understand bull rush. They were like, it's like bull rush. And I was like, okay, cool, play bull rush. Beautiful. <laughs> Give it a blast. Give it a blast. Awesome. Yeah, hey, we, we're gonna we're gonna keep you for the whole hour. You're not going anywhere. These stories are too good, and we'll have to pick your brain about some current sporting things going on at the moment. Yes. Because look, we've got the Super Rugby season in full flow. We've got all of the hoops yes. you could ever imagine at the moment, and uh, of course, Kempi's Waz, the the wom- the wombats. Uh, Kempi will, will definitely want to pick your brain about that cap. So stay with us, and please send your messages double eight double three. We're also going to catch up with Brendan Popwell. Almost certain he's a fan as well. Uh, from tab.co.nz, we'll do that shortly. You're listening to Baz Nizzy for breakfast. Joined for New Zealand Music Month with King Capisi in studio with the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So we doubled it: chicken and Macca's together, and loving it. Ba da ba ba ba. Available after 10:30 a.m. for a limited time only.